0: Minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erif Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
1: No fighter plane, no battleship Can't crush with pure and sweet It's that last drop of oil It just won't see defeat It keeps our little hub and flame. flame we'll Dancing to the beat It's that last drop of oil We'll take it to the street And we'll blow smoke in the face of darkness Set fires to burn up the night Tell every tell her all your stories Be a miracle of light Blow smoke in the face of darkness I'll be a nest, nest. I'll be a bright light. I'll be a miracle. I'll
2: be a miracle of light. I'll be a
1: nest, nest. I'll be a bright light. I'll be a miracle. I'll be a miracle of light. Crushed like an olive. Let your royal. There's nothing left, your true colors show. So reach deep down and grab that spark. Ain't you tired of living in the dark? Show me, can I show you the light? Show me, can I show you the and light? Blow no smoke in the face of darkness, set fires to burn up the night. Tell every tell all your stories, be a miracle of light. No smoke in the face of darkness, set fires to burn up the night. I come Keep I'll be a mess, mess I'll be a bright light. Be rahamech. Be Behind me, I'll Rakham khora 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 khora
3: But I like on Shabbos is heilig, eusäule schwöckim mit zwassaschem. Shabbos is heilig, in meule sind sich heilig, Shabbos heil und laschem. Eus du wes in gein lachen weg, bis the Bishop the 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 and i the But selmen nassen man hanim. et min mit min in maget in fin The three of the The chef is given to the Lord.
1: We've been returned to Israel and are like dreamers. All the leaders of the world are trying to understand how, while our people
4: flood back in from all the nations and after centuries of tears, we see you, Hashem, in everything
0: and await your warm embrace of full redemption.
5: (laughs)
1: فلا شفو el لطيف الخكيم Shivim Shana Allah, Give And we'll to
3: Mame in die junge Joden seinen Hossen und Kalle geworden, seinen herein zum Reben, sein Broch ist zu nehmen. Und otte die Broche,
1: hat der sie gegeben. Mach lichtig und war dem Arum sich, Arum sich lichtig und war. Der Rebe ist der machen lichtig, lichtig und war dem mach lichtig und wahr dem sich. I'm a lick, het am Arum sich, lichtig und warm. Bitte, Licht. Lichtig und bei lichtig warm. Licht. Lichtig De de
0: J.M. and the A.M., Yoni Z with Anima Amin, Lechtig and Varam done by Benny Friedman, Ohad had Semach Tzadik, Star of David, that was Eighth Day, Ivdu done by Eitan Freilach, Mordechai Shapiro and Friends, Yisrael Bilvavot, FDD, um, the FDD Productions with uh, Simon Jacob, Ohad and Company, and Yisrael Bilvavot, Chia Rubenstein, brand new with Shabbos Hayom from Shire HaPleitah, The Zena, that was Benny Friedman, Eighth Day with Miracle of Light, as we get set for the holiday of light. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to our Friday. It's November the 30th, the 22nd day in the month of Kislev. The year is 5779. Tough and Tess. Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayeshev with candle lighting in New York. 409. 409 your official candle lighting in New York City. Um, yeah, things are early. Things are early. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Um. Yeah. By the way, um, oh, Rabbi down in Atlanta has a great recommendation on the app. Star of David from Moshe. Yes. See if we could do that. Uh, a lot of people want to hear the Bohemian uh, Hanukkah from 613. I think we'll get to that as well. Um. The rabbi in Atlanta says, um, good morning from Atlanta. Atlanta Jewish Academy's ninth grade Shabbaton in Toco Hills this is Parshas by We'll be Geschmack for sure. Have a great Shabbos to all NSN listeners inside and outside the perimeter. We fell in love with Atlanta the day we were there this week. We were in AJA. And um, there's already a soft spot in our hearts for the uh, Jewish community of Atlanta. Let's see what happens. We will see what happens. Anyway, JMM Friday with 38 degrees. Oh, but, uh, I didn't finish. Erev Shabbos, Parshas Vayeshef, Candle lighting 409. We will bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Teves will be Shabbos and Sunday. Again, Rosh Chodesh Tevas will be Shabbos and Sunday. And, of course, Hanukkah begins on Sunday night. Hanukkah begins on Sunday night. How amazing is that? Chanukah begins on Sunday night. Happy Chanukah, Chag Urim Sameach, and a happy Chanukah on this Festival of Lights to everybody. Malcolm Holmline within the hour. Uh, he'll join us about 50 minutes from now. Uh, weekly update. He is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, Rabbi Uden on Parsha's Vayeshev, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, Harry Rothenberg, his video blog on Parsha's Vayeshev at 1 p.m. today on the Nachum Segal Network. A lot of exciting stuff going on. Big uh, big hello and thank you to our friends at Kedem who sponsors so much of our Erev Shabbos programming, including the Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, including the Erev Shabbos music mix that you hear all the way until candle lighting time. Just a lot going on here. My gosh. Baruch Hashem. Um. Anyway, so 38 degrees here in New York, 67% humidity, Windsor West at 4 miles an hour. Showers today. High 43, clouds early, then clearing late tonight, low 34. Tomorrow afternoon, light rain. Oh, I don't even know the high temperature for tomorrow. How come we didn't get that? <laughs> That's funny. Somehow that, somehow that piece was left blank. But we are expecting light rain uh, tomorrow for Shabbos afternoon. And then, unfortunately, rain tomorrow night. Those of you who were driving around like I was last Saturday night in this area, you may recall... You may recall what that was like. Oh, gosh. I hope it, it's not a duplicate of that. High temperature tomorrow for Shabbos, 44 degrees. Anyway, hope your Shabbos and Hanukkah weather will be great no matter where you are around the world. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. It's much appreciated. It is a Friday morning broadcast here at AM, And as promised, this is brand new from 613.
1: of so more so vganion more lot cuz no
0: J.M. in the A.M. Ma'os Tour from the London School of Jewish Song. Galaita in the background, you heard Star of David done by Lenny Solomon on the Yes Legacy album, Bohemian Hanukkah from 613 here at J.M. in the A.M. Do our news from Israel coming up. Plenty more after that, of course, including Malcolm Honlein, who's going to join us, Executive Vice Chairman, Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. We'll have that for you here. Erev um, Shabbos here at JM and the AM. Chanukah begins on Sunday night. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow, Rosh Teves will be Shabbos and Sunday in New York, candlelighting at 4.09. 4.09, your candlelighting time on this era of Shabbos. Gali Tzal in the background. Gali Tzal, Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for Friday is next. We say Boker Tov from JM. Tzal, kohen,
2: הוטרו שרידים השייכים ככל הנראה לטיל נגד מטוסים סורי שנורא אמש לרמת הגולן. בזריקות שערכו כוחות צהל בשטח פתוח ברמה נמצאו השרידים. כתבנו הצבאי צחי דאבוש מוסר כי על פי דיווחים סורים נורו מספר תילים נגד מטוסים ישראלים שתקפו אמש בפרברי דמשק ובקונטרה. תובר צהל לא התייחס לטענות, אך מסר כי על פגיעה במטרות ישראליות ובכלי שקרים. השר לביטחון הפנים גלעד ארדן ימנה ממלא מקום לתפקיד מפכה למשטרה לפרק זמן קצר, כח מסר היום משרד המשפטים. בתוך כך במשרדו של היועץ המשפטי לממשלה, וחיים אנדלבליט, עורכים כעת בדיקה מקיפה באשר לסיבת הפסילה של משה צ'יקו אדרי למפכלות, זאת לאחר שוועדת גולדברג לא ישרה את מינויו הלילה בעקבות מחלוקת באשר לתוהר עמידות המיוחס למעומד, ידיעה שמסרק כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. אלמוניים פרצו אמש לרחיבו אפרתי של קצינים צה"ל ביער דיסחנה קרקור וgrenו את משקאות צwei מיתא מיתאן. כתבנו קובי מנדל מאדכן כי המשטרה ומצח פתחו בחקירת נסיבותה. האירוע. ראש ממשלת בריטניה, תרזה מאי, תפגש הערב ומיורשת אצרה السعودي مухammad بن سلمان בפיטג'ה גי 20 ב阿根廷. בspeechים כתובים אמרה מאי כי בחבנת השנים, לدون בפרשات רצף חיתונאי جمال خشوجي, שמותה מיוחס אפייה חשודות לאנשאף של بن سلمان. מזג האוויר התקררות עם גשמים מקומיים בצפון הארץ ובמישור החוף, מלווים בסופות רעמים בודדות, אלה זמני כניסת השבת פרשת וישב, בירושלים ב-4 בדיוק, בחיפה ב-4 ו-3 דקות, בתל אביב ב-4 ו-14 דקות, ובבר שבע תיכנס השבת ב-4 ו-18 דקות. ואלה זמני צאת השבת מחר בערב, בירושלים ב-5 ו בתל אביב ב-5 ו-16, בחיפה ב-5 ו-14. So who wants to tell the story of
1: Hanukkah
4: this year? I do. I do. I do. I do. I'm happy to see that you're both so excited about telling the story. Maybe you can both tell it this year.
5: Well, he can tell the part about the battle as long as I can tell the part about the
4: miracle. It's a deal. Well, the new king of Syria, Antiochus, was a wicked man who decided that he did not like the Jews at all. He noticed that they were different and didn't bow down to the idols like the other nations. He wanted them to be just like all the Ivanim, as the Syrians were called, and forget about Hashem. Antiochus decided that the Jews should read the same books, wear the same clothes... Go to the same schools and even have the same names as the Ivanim He made new laws for the Jews that made it impossible to observe the Torah. He decreed, No no,
2: no, no, no.
4: He also tried to get them to bow down to idols and even brought his aisles into the on Migdash. Is it my turn yet? Not yet. There was a very brave family in Modi'in. The father was Matis Yo, and he had five sons. I could never remember all of their names until I learned this song. Matis bald, five great sons had he. Eliezer, eldest son, Shimon, Yohanan, Maccabee, Maccabee. Do you know why they were called the Maccabim? Sure, I do. Maccabim means hammer. The Maccabim were so called because of their great strength. Also, Maccabim stands for Miha Hashem, which means Who is like You among the heavenly powers, Hashem. Matis and his sons were called Maccabim because they fought only to save the Torah and follow Hashem. Now? Patience, I'm almost finished. The Maccabim, under their new leader, Yehuda Maccabee, joined together with all the Jews to fight the Yevanim. They had very few soldiers or weapons, but they won every battle because Hashem was on their side. Now? Now. Well, it's about
5: time. The Jews were very happy with their victory, but they knew they had something very important to do besides celebrate. They went into the base on Mikdash to break all the idols of the Avanim and make the base on Mikdash pure again to serve Hashem. But to make it pure, they had to add pure oil for the menorah, and they couldn't find any. They searched everywhere and finally found one tiny flask of pure oil. The Jews had only enough shemin for one night. They lit the menorah, and it burned through the night, and the next night, and the next night, and it didn't stop burning for eight days and nights. It was a miracle!
1: hashan el okeinu malghawla shehfa yado kiman wehigi ya lu lasmanza barou hata hashan el okeinu malghawla shehfa yado kiman wehigi ya i All right, my ba. is
0: morning, JM in the AM. There it is. Most sword done by Miami before that Alanisim done by Miami. Hmm. Uh, Bowie Kala, that was Shlomo Katz here at JM in the AM. And um, Jonathan Rimberg and company with Sivivone and Shahchianu. Uh, Shahchianu will say, of course, on Sunday night when we light for the first time. This year, the Hanukkah Licht, the Hanukkah Lights. And you heard the Neshama Orchestra open up the hour with It's a Miracle, their classic Hanukkah album from years ago, describing the story of this great holiday. Friday morning, final day of November, the 22nd of Kislev. Good morning. It's Erev Shabbos Parshas yeshev We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Teves will be both on Shabbos next week and Sunday. Shabbos and Sunday will be Rosh Chodesh Teves and, of course, Hanukkah as well. Candle lighting today at 4.09 in New York. The holiday begins on Sunday night, as uh, you know at this point. And I hope everybody has an amazing and incredible Hanukkah. Those of you who have not heard the conversation that I had with Rabbi Konelsky, Rabbi Mordechai Konelsky, yesterday on JM and the AM, do yourselves a favor and your family a favor. Listen to that conversation before Hanukkah. Before Sunday afternoon, before Sunday evening when you light candles, listen to the conversation. I think you will have a greater appreciation when the Hanukkah candles are burning on Sunday night. I think you'll have a much greater appreciation. Malcolm Holmline, 10 minutes from now, he's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He will join us coming up here at JM in the AM, and of course Rabbi union with plenty to say about both Parshas Vayeshev and Hanukkah. We will have that for you uh, as well, as you would suspect. Meanwhile, here's Eitan Freilach at JM in the AM. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on now. Huh? Are you ready? Here we go. Hello, Yom are I'm a cook. i kamani I'm a cook. i Eight nights, gonna shine invisible, no longer be the visible. Born through the struggle, keep on moving through all this hustle. Head up, head down through all of the bustle. New York City, wanna flex your muscle. Looks like Sunrise in the sky Like an arrow No need to worry No need to cry Light up your mind No longer be blind Him who searches will find Leave your problems behind You will shine like a fire in the sky What's the reason we're alive? The reason we're alive to stumble and fall But my strength comes not from man at all bound to stumble and fall But my strength comes not from man at all When your broken heart yearns to be free Avinu, Avinu, Shepashamahim, Shetit Maler, Hamim, Allah, Hatan, Veakara, Ha, Ekari, Milifne, Avinu. (laughs) Avinu shebashamayim, shetitmalera chamim, al hahtam veha Shalva, chay, shalosh shalva u sh.
0: am in the a.m. as we bench Hoshodesh tomorrow. Good song to play today.
1: <laughs>
0: Chaim Shal Shalom, it's Yaakov Shweki. Maccabees had miracle before that in honor of Hanukkah. Ivdu was done by Eitan Freyla. Friday morning, final day of November, 22nd of Kislev. It's Erev Shabbos Parsha's by Yeshev, everybody. Candlelighting at 4.09 in New York. Make sure you know where candle, what time candlelighting is where you are. We'll bench Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh will be both Shabbos... And Sunday, Hanukkah, of course, is Sunday night. And uh, as I said earlier, and actually I think I'll mention this during my conversation with uh, Malcolm in a moment. Uh, if you missed my conversation with Ray Mordechai Kanelsky earlier this week, do yourselves a favor and listen to it before candle lighting on Sunday night. And once you hear it, you'll know exactly why I recommended it. It will enhance your Chanukia and your Hanukkah candle lighting tremendously. So keep that in mind for Sunday night. I want to thank our friends at jewishworldreview.com, jewishworldreview.com. If you want to print out thousands of articles before Shabbos to uh, review over the holy day uh, about Israel and the Jewish world, feel free. Go to jewishworldreview.com and check out the thousands of articles they have. Also, a big thank you to onlysimchas.com, continuing to utilize our content on a regular basis for uh, some of the great news that's happening in the Jewish world. And... We recommend you check out their news feed every single day. Go to OnlySimchos.com for information. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He joins us Fridays for the weekly update here at JM and the AM. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's
6: great to be with you as always.
0: Now, those who want to purchase a You Could Spend Pesach with Mr. Honline gift for Hanukkah for somebody, where would they be sending somebody for Pesach this year?
6: Well, this is the first uh, announcement that I will be <laughs> going to Pesach in Puerto Vallarte. Wow. So, those who, who want to go, just email join us at Pesach in Vallarte, V A L L A R T A dot com. And uh, the, the first ones who do and mention Nahum Siegel oh. will get some very special treats nice. in their rooms and elsewhere and i'm really looking forward to it it's a is a really special program and they can call them at um seven eight six two nine oh five nine one nine i think if i remember was the uh phone number but it's a it's a really special program and i'm really pleased and waiting for them to have announced it so i understand they're going to announce it so i'm feeling free to to do the same um but it's a a very good program, and it's easy to get to, surprisingly. Uh, I know that there are a lot of good programs around, but there are those that have the extra touches. So. Have,
0: you ever, uh, have you ever spent Pesach in Mexico before?
6: I, I did once, uh, and a wonderful program run by Monty Cohen also, um, and uh, very special. But uh, it's been a while since since I did. I've been on the West Coast for most of the years because the weather is always good and you're guaranteed the nice weather then
0: now you do agree with me that this would be an amazing Hanukkah gift right you do agree with me that nothing if, better that if Sunday night someone turned to their family and said hey guess what we're gonna be with the home lines in Puerto Vallarta that would be a pretty amazing Hanukkah gift
6: and there will be a lot of very special people coming speaking and um, and uh, participating they even have a a um, um, it's really it's making smoked meats with it from the firewood barbecue around the clock. My gosh, I'll you. <laughs> you know what? So they told people start dieting now so you can eat Pesach. You know?
0: Yeah, that's usually the rule. Actually, it's a good <laughs> rule.
6: But I, you to... you know,
0: I was just going to say, I would postpone that until after the sufganiyot and all the delicious food that's coming up starting on uh, Sunday night. Well, it's a, a time of miracles um, and uh, Last week, we had an opportunity to uh, discuss one of the miracles, which is, of course, the Becca coin that we referenced from the first temple era. I think there are a couple of other miracles. And again, people may think that I should put these in uh, quotation marks with the word miracle. But anyway, uh, have you seen that? And by the way, this is a real thing. I know a lot of soccer fans based in Israel who Dafka went to the World Cup this year knowing they wouldn't be able to go in 2022 because the World Cup's in Qatar. Did you see that Qatar has announced that they are going to accommodate Israelis to come and enjoy the World Cup in 2022?
6: I certainly did, and it was an issue we raised with them when I was there and pressed them about. But uh, they're going to be given full rights. It's not just that the Israelis were participate because in the past they were allowed to, but they weren't allowed to play the anthem and they weren't allowed to show the flag. But... FIFA itself came under tremendous pressure uh, after the last uh, the discriminatory practices in the past, and it was something that uh, was supposedly to be demanded and, and in keeping with FIFA rules, but not observed this time. The announcement coming, you know, well in advance and giving him the chance, and it's in its part of of the pattern of what we've seen yep. with the presidents of Chad. Yep. Um, Muslim majority country talk about Sudan and Mali and others uh, uh, joining uh, in this remarkable change. The um, the fact that uh, the Hatikva was played in the UAE and else, elsewhere with the Grand Slams and the um, um, projected visits of others and of the Prime Minister perhaps to Bahrain uh, and as well as to uh, to Chad. So it, if people don't see this as an incredible, I don't know if these are miracles, but they certainly are, Out of the ordinary, and those who define miracles, you know, ordinary right. things happening in extraordinary ways, this is certainly true that it's, uh, the, the confluence of all these things coming
2: uh, at
6: one time is really quite remarkable.
0: Yeah, our predecessors would certainly look at, the, at these types of things as miraculous, that's for sure.
6: I, I guess uh, people, who even 50 years ago or right. 10 years ago, exactly. I think would have said, who, who were all predicting and writing about I'm Levando that Israel you know, will be alone and they're, they're gonna have to face uh, all these challenges. They face very serious challenges we know it but you see the United States is, is pressing um, about the archives we see and also about oh. uh, trying to block the ICC. I, I'm Israel. so
0: glad you brought this up because last week I didn't get an opportunity Uh, We had run out of time before I had the chance to recommend to everybody in this audience to check out that Ynet article uh, about the clandestine mission in uh, Iran that got all those documents and all those archives and all those CDs and all that evidence out of Iran and it involved dozens of people. You know, like I'm saying to myself as I'm reading it, you know, <laughs> don't they have cameras and security guards and, and you know, uh, cards that you need to actually, you know, enter certain areas, secure areas, etc., cetera, et cetera? It is unbelievable. Again, miracle, no miracle, call what you wish. But it's unbelievable what the Israelis did and what the Israeli intelligence did in order to get that material out of Iran.
6: And then... The IEA until now the international atomic Energy yeah, this is outrageous Agency has, this is outrageous has ignored yeah the that's findings. unbelievable you know the United States now is, is is accusing the Iranians of failing to disclose chemical weapons that they developed and the, and, and the um, equipment the projectiles in order to carry it a longer distance and that that they the efforts they made to keep this program for banned toxic uh, munitions and and again, the United States is expressing concern, and everybody else is just looking at it. Here, you have documentation that till two thousand three, they were manufacturing at least five nuclear warheads that they kept in place. So much of the infrastructure and all of the plans, and yet the IEA was was ignoring it. So the United States has now joined Israel in, in pressing for them to to uh, do it, and we see Iran violating in so many ways. You know the the uh, agreements and the understandings and and the, their denials are proving to be so as false as we both claimed them to be. Now there are cargo planes flying from Tehran to Beirut. We've seen pictures of them. In fact, where they're unloading equipment, they're bypassing uh, Syria, uh, using civilian aircraft, which is why the people who complained about the uh, why why we included civilian aircraft parts in the sanctions it 's because they use them for military purposes yeah. not, they don 't keep it to uh, you know to to some sort of a se- separation between the civilian and the military equipment i mean that's the way they operate right. it, it's, and, uh, it's, it's, it's really it's, quite remarkable that nothing done with it it's at un- least read it at least. You it's, know it's un- it and, and, at, at, and they don't visit the sites then
0: at least watch the video of the Prime minister's speech to at least get an idea of how voluminous the material is I mean it's insane um, and by the way I mean I guess it's obvious not to reveal I mean I don't think this is really a secret if you read the article I think it's obvious that they the Israeli intelligence basically had to gain the trust of God knows how many people who work at the facility right I mean I would assume that they had no choice. Because again, because of what I cited earlier, you can't. It's hard to infiltrate these types of secure locations these days. They, they probably had to establish relationships and 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 trust with with God knows how many people who actually work
6: there. I would assume. Am I right about that? If they had to have done many remarkable things. I heard that they built a tunnel from Jerusalem all the way underneath <laughs> through through Jordan, through Iraq, into Iran. I don't believe that that's true, right. but there are many things in this uh, in this regard that are quite uh, uh, remarkable and I don't know when we know the real story um, but then again you know the french and the german this week announced that they were going to establish some sort of
1: right.
6: economic special vehicle you know to bypass the, the sanctions, sanctions we know it's going to fail because on the same day Deutsche Telekom announced that they cut off Bank meli which is a bank we've talked about in the past because it fronts for the government and uh, th- that the um, uh, the bank is now in a virtual paralysis, according to its people, that are working there, and the you see the impact of the sanctions across the board, yep. and yet the French and German, after we hear that Tehran was planning terrorist attacks against them, including in France, in their in, right, in their own country, right? It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, you just you you, you can't you can't uh, uh, completely fathom. The logic and the thinking uh, uh, behind it, and, and you see the the um, new efforts with uh, of Iran backing on the borders of Israel on the Golan to put two units, one each of ten thousand men, one along the Golan border, one along the Iraqi border. These are trained by the Iran Revolutionary Guard uh, special forces they're under their command they're there in Syrian army uniforms which is permitted because the Iranians are supposed to be 50 kilometers away. Though no, they don't abide by that, too. They're led by IRGC uh, people and, uh, and trained. The purpose, of course, will be to penetrate, to, to damage, and to um, you know, attack Israel. And they say it. Right. As Syrian general said, we're very close to the liberation of, of the Golan. And so Iran continues all of its nefarious activities, and every dollar that goes there goes not to the people, and the people are increasingly expressing frustration with the government. We've seen, even in the last few days, really incredible uh, challenges to the government uh, of, uh, of Iran on the, uh, because of the deteriorating uh, conditions. And here they're investing in order to – and they're saying they're going to build factories – uh, additional factories in Lebanon we know that they have somewhere they do assembly and put these um, guidance systems on the missiles uh, Iranian and Hezbollah has between a 100 and we don't know how many are operational but many and they're giving them more advanced stuff and the targets are now Damona and Ben Gurion airport and and uh, other key facilities and if they have the guidance system so uh, they will they will have a greater chance of hitting it and for those who don't who question it they found yesterday and overnight parts of a, of a Syrian missile fired at Israeli planes um, and landed in the Golan.
0: Wow. That, that, that should tell you enough, huh? That's exactly right. Um, all right. A couple of small things before we get to the CNN poll, which obviously a lot of listeners want to hear your reaction to. Um, any update from Airbnb? I, I, don't think, I don't think I've read anything significant in terms of a reaction from them. Um, uh, you know, toward all the hoopla last week. Have you seen anything significant one way or the other?
6: So we have written to Brian Chesky, who is the uh, head of Airbnb, and I hope others have. We've been in touch with key people across the board in this regard. And the amazing thing is that they have not responded uh, to this and to the charges. There are several lawsuits in the making, some here, some in in There's one, already brought a class action suit in the Jerusalem District Court. Uh, against them and and again, uh, talking about the discriminatory um, nature of the, of the move and part of the you know long war against uh, Israel uh, and the BDS movement and and singling out a single. The particular population. Uh, I hope that we will hear from uh, governors and others about it. The governors of Illinois and Florida have both said already that, and the, the governor elect in Florida, that they will apply the uh, BDS legislation. 26 states have it. Many of them will prevent investment when Airbnb goes public next year, as they intend to, um, that they will not be, the pension funds and others will not be able to invest. In it, which is a huge amount of money, when you realize that the pension funds are some of the biggest investors in the country, the the um, uh, the fact that they have not responded to to it, although there have been uh, a, a lot of uh, you know there are people who have come out and spoken about it, um, but it was something forced upon them by the PA. Cybercat's letters go back to 2016. They fell into this trap. And and know that the economic impact is is not going to be that great right. on, on one hundred people. The problem is the precedent that it sets. So for those who say, you know, so what? So they, the, you know, there are other services that they can use. No, once you establish the precedent, once they can get away with it, it becomes the um, the order of the day for in in the future, and mm-hmm. then it'll spread to other places. And the, the liberties that they are being taken, you don't see Airbnb saying we're not going to deal with the PA because it's sentence people to death for selling land to Jews. They're cracking down against people. They've arrested one uh, Palestinian-American, Issam Akel, who who supposedly sold land in East Jerusalem to – and it's legal. I mean, it's his land, his property or something, and it had just had to be a Jewish buyer. They they uh, rounded up people and arrested them uh, for, for being involved in the sale of, of properties. Yet that doesn't bother um, the the Airbnb people, so it's such a, a discriminatory move. The economic impact is not the criteria; it's a principle, and it's the precedent.
0: Aren't you a little surprised that there isn't more uh, a talk of boycott when it comes to Eurovision? The Eurovision uh, event is going to be in Israel, and I, I haven't heard or, or read anything about countries, you know, saying they would stay away from Israel because it's being hosted by Israel. Um, is it sort of a little bit still, still under the radar? Are you a little surprised there hasn't been more of a of a reaction of uh, countries who would not want to come because it's being hosted by Israel?
6: That um, more conferences and are not boycotted. You mean?
0: Yeah, I just thought that that you'd, you know already. No, because
6: this- breaking down we see it look look at uh, just and why I started off by mentioning all the countries just in the last week and you know elements of let alone I didn't go to all the visitors all the people who who, right. who are doing things Michael Pierce of the Ravens you know on this uh, what's it your cleats your cur- uh, the Yeah the, fo- that, the football uh, cleats the NFL has special uh, special footwear uh, my, uh, my cause, my cleats, it's right. called, and they're playing the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday, and he said his cause is going to be Israel. Right. This is a black, non-Jewish player, uh, nose guard at the Ravens, and he's going to have an Israeli flag on his cleats. Right. I That's get, amazing. I, I get all that,
0: but you know we could cite plenty on the other side as well. That's why I expressed that I was surprised. Yeah, that so we're, we
6: have a guy from who who appears on CNN, regularly as a commentator. Exactly. A at Temple University. Right as as a great thinker of our day, if you look at the, some of the stuff on the website. Uh-huh. And he, he, he essentially talks about Israel's destruction, and right. CNN has fired him. Temple University has not moved against him. If, if somebody had done, said the same uh, in, in other contexts or in, in other references, they certainly would have acted immediately to suspend, to investigate, to to look into it. And yet, this is somebody who's lionized. Uh, and and honored, and even after, you know, he makes these uh, outrageous uh, comments, people should just read the background on it and see what, what he actually said in his speech at the United Nations. Yeah, I mean,
0: it, was, it, it sounded like quotes from Hamas, frankly.
6: <laughs> it was straight out of the worst of the anti-Israel uh, stuff, and that's why people, you know, who often challenge, you know, why we react to some of these things, Again, it goes back to the principle and the precedent. Right. It's not just that one individual. It's that if you create this climate, as we see on the campuses, with anti-Semitism, and I know we'll talk about some of the studies, oh, yeah. but the, the broad nature of the expansion of anti-Semitism everywhere, everywhere, is, is something that I just saw the Canadian report, which showed a huge increase in the, the number of anti-Semitic attacks. And then in one day, you have kids being attacked in three or four different locations. You have a car trying to run over people going to shul in Los Angeles and Toronto and in Williamsburg and in other places here in the United States. It's a serious issue, and you don't, you don't close your eyes to it. You don't turn away from it. You've got to challenge it and take it seriously. That means both the prophylactic measures we take at our institutions – But we have to be on the offense and exposing, naming, and shaming, and also those, if police or law enforcement don't take appropriate measures, if governments don't act appropriately, it's imperative that they sign the anti-boycott legislation, and there's going to be new efforts to get legislation that will target specifically the BDS type of discrimination like we did the Arab boycott many years ago very effectively, uh, even though not completely eliminating it. These measures are really important.
0: It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world. The web at com, On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, in the beloved NSN app, Malcolm Holmline with us, executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Hanukkah begins on Sunday night. It's a time of miracles. All right, uh, uh, Malcolm, numbers are funny, as you know. You always point this out. Very often you can uh, get numbers to... Uh, Uh, reach whatever conclusion you want them to. But this poll is very interesting, in many ways scary, etc. 7,000 Europeans are polled by CNN, and according to the poll, only 10% say they have an unfavorable attitude toward Jews, although that figure rises a bit in both Poland and Hungary. Uh, But then, of course, um, uh, 20% of all Europeans believe Jews have too much influence over media, 25% say they have too much influence over wars and conflict so i i get the 10 percent that that you know that have an unfavorable attitude when it comes to jewish involvement too much jewish power etc those numbers go up so what's your initial reaction to this
6: cnn poll and people should know i know that the, those who poo poo that particular question about um um about Influence? the uh Influence? power right. issue you know as so they said so what if they think uh that the Jews are more powerful. What it shows is that the anti Semitic stereotypes, that, that this is a way of expressing anti Israel thing, and many people talked about eliminating Jews in, in Europe or the, uh, the, the broad based expressions, and that in countries, you know, you have much higher numbers. Uh, uh, 33% of European Jews in a poll will say that they are worried about being physically assaulted, and that many of them. Uh, I think almost forty percent, if I'm not mistaken, said that they always or u- usually uh, avoid wearing a, a, a yarmulke or a Star of David necklace in public, right. and that uh, about thirty percent had considered emigrating in the last few years. In, in Britain, it goes over forty percent if if uh, Corbyn gets gets elected. And and we know that Jews have been killed in France, I think 10 or 11 in the in over a decade and the in other countries and in many places they don't even identify uh, the numbers but in Great Britain it doubled between 2013 and 2017 and as as we know synagogues in Sweden have been firebombed uh, the harassment neo nazi harassment um, and the French government itself announced a 69% increase in anti-Semitic incidents over the first nine months of this year. Mm-hmm. So th- the numbers really tell a story, and 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 they uh, and the fact that Jews react in this way tells you that the problem is even greater. That 28% of adults say that they have too much influence in business and finance and too much in the media, About 20, I think it was about a fifth. Um, and and remember that, that people don't necessarily tell pollsters because they never know what they really feel. So, but the poll is a large one, seven thousand people yeah, it's is, a, lot. a lot. And blaming the wars and and, and seeing old tropes and old uh, anti-Semitic things coming to the fore, and then it's manifested whether it's in actions like the um, um, uh, the, the Airbnb or or. The things on campus and you know people say oh you tell us bad news you tell us bad news it's not bad news it's the reality the bad news is when you don't know the reality can people you know live in a cocoon and try to deny this uh, this the only way you fight it is is by demonstrating this and, and showing it and you know CNN is not known to be particularly sympathetic in uh, many instances certainly regarding uh, Israel and they're talking about this shadow over Europe, and and uh, um, it, it's really an, an incredible uh, uh, manifestation. And you see, you can have a pro-Israel government and engages in very hostile actions on other grounds about the, the attitude towards Jews and the radical right and, and left parties, and you talk about you know, them taking over and, and moving, uh, you, you really have to see the statement that Felix Klein, who was the anti-Semitism czar appointed in um, Germany, Germany. And he talked about the appalling uh, nature of what is happening in his assessments uh, of it. So they, they talk about more Holocaust education, and that um, uh, and then he acknowledged that that helps to combat anti-Semitism. But we know that it's fading, right? Well, and that many people just don't want to hear about it. Well,
0: there are a couple of things here. First of all, the, the CNN crowd has a much more difficult time associating anti-Semitism with anti-Israel, you know, compared to us, right? When we, when we very s- good point, right? When we see anti-Israel, we immediately think anti-Zionism for I mean, anti-Semitism for good reason, uh, and we understand it's being couched in that in that manner. Here, I would think they would be a little bit, and, and by they meaning, you know let's let's call it Jewish members of CNN, you know, with no other category I can think of at the moment. I, I would think that they would be uh, m- more, I don't know, frightful, more uh, concerned uh, about a poll like this than about a general anti-Israel poll. I would think this would hit home for them much more. In fact, it was interesting, uh, there was an accompanying uh, special that was done on CNN, a special report about this poll. And the images and the footage that they used was... In terms of what's going on in Europe, was really really scary, and I would think that that's a a very important point to make that they don't always see uh, the difference between anti-Israel and uh, or, or they or rather uh, yeah they, they don't, don't see, see the it, linkage it. the linkage rather between anti-Israel and anti-Semitism. That's the first point. The other thing is that uh, uh, you know. <laughs> What's the res? What 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 is it that American jury should be thinking at this point? I understand you're saying fight the battle, and you're saying you know how important it is to to get out there and 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 you know try our best to dispel these myths uh, and images uh, about Jews. Uh, but the reality is, it's it's that's a very difficult thing to do. I mean, I I frankly was shocked that these numbers weren't higher when it came to Jewish influence and the perception of Jewish influence in important areas. So I don't know if the battle that you're proposing is really a battle that can be won.
6: Well, again, we can do several shows, you know, just on some of the issues that you've raised that are really, you know, vital to all of us. But remember, a lot of the European countries are providing millions of dollars to the groups that that have foment BDS. I mean, they're giving allocations, let alone certain foundations and others, including some affiliated with Soros, and uh, that have come public. Uh, but uh, Gilad Ardan, who's the Minister for Strategic Affairs, that addresses it, talks about, it, it, it was in Europe, and talked about that one of the main sources of funding are the governments of Europe. And the, the, one of the things we can demand is that they stop funding a, any groups that, that promote it and the people who who are behind it, when, when we continue to see the the real nature uh, of BDS is not about uh, you know some particular policy or something of that nature. It's clear what their what that the, the goal is the elimination of Israel. The goal is really anti-Semitism. I mean, the uh, objective is anti-Semitism, under different guise that they can get away with their People not going to hold them to the same account as uh, as they might otherwise do. So, it's it's um, you know it, it, it's something that people can't dismiss. And I, I, we can go through all of the. Uh, um, actions are taken. It's why the sanctions work. It's why all these programs that you bring the message home, there has to be a price to be paid that we can't ignore it.
0: I, I get all that. I'm, I'm just trying to make the point and maybe play devil's advocate that the you know the, there are certain perceptions that we know historically are simply never going to change. And I understand the importance of battling it, and I understand the importance of being aware of it, certainly. But I don't know if it's... Uh, I mean, did you see this? 20% of European youth and young adults have never heard of the Holocaust.
6: I mean, yeah, so that's why I mentioned Holocaust right. education as being important, uh, I, but you know what? The number in America won't be any different. It may be even worse. Correct, and but, uh, but, but on, done, on
0: CNN they it, quoted that in Germany. It was it, you know, the, the hub of, of, of
6: Holocaust guilt, I would guess, right? And, would, where, and where Holocaust education is mandated. And yet 20% said they never heard of it. And- and, and don't, and, but I saw a film done interviewing people, college students here, and they asked them, what is Auschwitz? They had no clue. What was Hitler's goal? No clue. And, it, and the difference between those who knew and those who didn't know is in the states which mandate Holocaust education, at least they had some idea. They may not have known a lot, but they had some idea. In Pennsylvania, where it isn't, they interviewed students. They had no clue about what happened and and people will say well why do you want to always focus on the back and the end on history the answer is because you see you have to look at the lessons you learn it uh, i spoke to somebody who who lived through through this all and he he said to me i see the signs i see what i saw you know in in europe at the time and and, and again it's not a parallel and it's not the same thing uh and, and we see the positive measures
0: but there are too many similarities
6: but you look at this, the lessons of the past. It's what all of Judaism is about, Shirat teaching us the lessons, why all the things we learn in Sefer Beratius that we're reading uh, in, in Shul, we learn from our others, we learn about human nature, with what steps you have to take to how to prepare, as, as Yaakov did when you face the, your enemies. When I mean, all of these are lessons for us. It's not to get lost in history, it's to create a better future.
0: You know, I mentioned last week how the the coin story came out before Hanukkah, and I told you my, you know, impression of that. I'm sure the irony was not lost on you that this poll came out right before Hanukkah.
6: Uh, I'm not. The irony of none of this is lost when when you get to the discovery of the becca. And again, how many people talked about it? I, I did a briefing for some rabbis, and I asked them, how many of you spoke about on Shabbos? about the discovery of this Becca and its significance, finding it at the exact place where the Beis HaMikdash, where, they, where people going to the Beis HaMikdash, being Oleg Rego, would have come to, to give the machasisa a shekel, the half shekel. You know, people who said, well, how could they measure? You can see it, you can, and it's written on it in mirror writing, but it's written on it in Hebrew. 2,000 years old, and, and I, I think people, it's, it's the best, Musa, it's the best lesson that you could teach anybody. And the, and the, you know, the ho-hum response to this is, to me, incredible.
0: Yeah, I, but I'm I'm saying further, the CNN poll right before Hanukkah, I think, also has an irony to it. Of course it A, does. And that is, and that is, and I have to say it, that as we progress and as we get further away from the Holocaust and as all these attitudes that are cited in this poll become more and more prevalent, even in the United States over the next decades— it is important to remember. There's nothing more important to the Jewish people than a strong state of Israel. Simple and the other it.
6: message from Hanukkah is that we've overcome our enemies, and that that the second bracha sh'asam nisim b'asman azeb. That in those days in our time, how can it be both? The answer is that the miracles of old are happening. We just ignore them. We don't we don't get inspired by them. And the lesson of Maccabee was that you stand up against it. You don't just Capitulate and say, "Well, anti-Semitism is human nature. Anti-Semitism has always been present with us." No, that's not the answer to, to this. And holding elected officials to account, demanding that the proper steps be taken—I know NYPD, others here in New York—people look at it and they, you know, they see the tremendous actions that are being taken, the positive measures, um, and the legislation around the country, and the, the steps that—I mean, it's truly remarkable. I don't know that there is a parallel in history to, to the kind of responses that we get here.
0: Well, by the way, speaking of legislation, is Rand Paul in fact uh, actively blocking U.S. military aid to Israel?
6: He is holding up the military aid bill. Uh, he has a couple of issues. Um, he says, and, and remember, to somebody very close to the president that uh, he thinks they should be time limited, and um, uh, he, he doesn't want any assistance to the Palestinians. But it is a it is a problem right now with getting the bill through.
0: Interesting. And uh, we haven't discussed, over the last couple of weeks, I never got to it, the uh, announcement by uh, the Prime Minister of Germany that she'll be leaving her post, um, Angela Merkel. Is it true that she convinced the leader of Romania not to move the embassy to Jerusalem?
6: It is true that uh, European leaders, including Germany, lobbied uh East European countries who are inclined to do so. And and again another visitor this past week was the President of the Czech Republic who opened Jerusalem House because of the pressure brought to bear in in Jerusalem House, which will be doing things like promoting trade, many things that an embassy would do. But he said that it's a precursor to putting an embassy, but he acknowledged the pressure brought to bear on them, on Romania and others who were prepared to move uh, the central european and and the east European countries who wanted to do it and came under tremendous pressure from the uh Europe, from france and germany in particular i think to to uh, not to do it uh, they also decided um because of uh holland or other, another country that was blocking this uh, the legislation that that was uh european support for the legislation i i think that the um the answer is yes, and her removal is is part of a pattern uh, that we've been discussing about the loss of the center in Europe, mm-hmm. and it's going to it's Europe wide. I think that the 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 growth of the extremes, um, again a lesson for us here, and Jews uh, tend to be in the center. We, we we look at balance. It's not so much ideological, um, you know, and the labels. It's it's the uh, policies and the the need for stability and law and order but in uh, as well as humanitarian concerns whatever the agenda is but the loss of the center in europe is so apparent and and i don't know that you'll have another macron or another may even uh... you know the people talk about the the po- prospect of a, of a corbin prime ministership and forty percent of british jews say well if that would happen they would consider leaving the uh, country that that's a sad commentary but more sad is that that somebody who espouses the kind of views that he does could be still considered a likely candidate to be prime minister.
0: Yeah. The political EU is on its way out. It's going to be a footnote to history, even if it officially stays together. But it's just uh, with, with, with all the extremes being um, uh, being successful, if in fact it does happen, you know, in, in, in future elections, that whole center that you described is going to be irrelevant. And the political cooperation, I would guess, between the European countries would only start to dissolve in that
6: situation, right? It has. We've seen the signs of it, Right. and um, uh, that that should be disturbing to everybody. I mean, why Europeans don't feel it, and many young Europeans are just leaving. And you see in the polls how many of them talk about uh, about leaving.
0: That's why I was so surprised that she was so desperate to uh, kill the whole Brexit thing. Didn't you think that it was a... Uh...
6: What well, was the expression of the people that did a, a, a referendum? So she came up with a, a more moderate version, I think, than right. what was originally intended, because they they understand the cost and the economics uh, are very important there.
0: Yeah, I get that. Uh, who's rearming Hezbollah in uh, Lebanon? Is that Iran?
6: It is Iran, and they are flying, as I said, the, the direct flights that appear to be taking hold. Also, Israel is, you know, hit. Uh, something outside of Damascus or near Damascus uh last night, probably a, an arms depot going uh and weapons going to the um to the north and uh shipping and that's why they're now trying to use uh what planes they have left Iran and uh, that is uh to fly weapons directly to Beirut and to build the facilities in Lebanon to be able to outfit the missiles and stuff directly so and minimizing the opportunities for israel to intercept
0: and then and we have to remember again that the uh the, the idf is concerned on so many different fronts now we don't even realize someone described to me what's going on just on the gaza border right now um mm-hmm. uh, this week um uh, because i i said you you're going down with so much material they're bringing you know clothing and food and different things for hanukkah to the soldiers in the south and they said to me, You don't realize how many thousands of soldiers are down here at the moment. You don't you know just because there's no no, you know, activity that you're hearing about, you don't realize what Israel has to do to secure that border at this point. It just gives you a perspective that this is happening on multiple fronts, obviously, and uh,
6: And these young people are stationed there for long periods yeah. of time and the cost to Israel, you have to think about and and people say you know firing the iron dome that each time they fire it, I think it costs fifty or a hundred thousand dollars you know to intercept, and Israel you know will do whatever it needs to do to protect the citizens, but it costs the Hamas one hundred dollars to launch one of these crude weapons, even though they 're coming with more sophisticated ones, but still the minimal cost, and the um, The uh, Israelis have to maintain this whole infrastructure, Um, and you know that today is November 29th. Well, yesterday. Palestine Day. Yesterday. Pardon me? Yesterday.
0: I mean, yesterday was
6: November 29th. But that new end today, I think that they are Ah. commemorating it, and, and, uh, you know, people I would guarantee you that if you would go around and ask most people in Tongva <laughs> Jews what November 29th, November, what what the significance was, very few people... We we played that think, game all morning re- yesterday. But <laughs> we remember today the Jewish refugees from Arab countries. Yep. You know, the 900,000, the real refugee issue, much larger and uh, um, uh, and often forgotten.
0: That's for sure. You know, usually I turn to you for a Hanukkah message, but I got to share this one with you this year. Um, Rabbi Kanelsky, who you know, of course, was with us yesterday. I keep referencing that anybody who would like to enhance their Hanukkah lighting for this coming Sunday night should listen to the conversation I had with him yesterday on the air. He described, he left, remember, as a young kid in 1970, he left Russia, and he described what it was like living there uh, in secret, never having seen sunlight for two years, because he never left the house, and the sacrifice made for two reasons. Number one, uh, that the the children his family should have a Jewish education and be raised as uh, Torah observant Jews, and of course the sacrifice to perform the mitzvos that uh, you know that need to be performed obviously has to be done, uh, uh, you know, undercover so to speak, i.e. the lighting of the Hanukiah, the lighting of the menorah this coming Sunday night. And I said to him, I said, you know, you have to join me in in reminding everyone listening about two messages. Number one, the sacrifice. We as parents have to make to make sure that our kids have a Jewish education because Malcolm, you know the future of the Jewish people. I always talk physically how it's in the state of Israel, but of course, heritage wise, tradition spiritually is all about Jewish education. I know you agree with that, of course. Absolutely. And the second is that as we light on Sunday night, and believe you me, we have a we have a luxurious situation compared to most Jews around the world and certainly compared to how he grew up in Russia. Uh, we should remember that we shouldn't take it for granted and we should remember that the uh, uh incredible light of hanukkah is everywhere in this country i mean the entire country here in the united states acknowledges hanukkah and the miracle and the hanukkiyah that you see all over the place which are so amazing and you were you you paid visits um uh, you know at that time to uh you know to places behind the iron curtain you know what jews were going through to observe mitzvot like this i think it's an important thing to remember this coming sunday night
6: a- absolutely, and the fact that so many have come home, and that you know the miracles of old are happening, we just have to recognize it and appreciate it. And I think people will find it uh, a lot to be inspired about. That the miracles of old of Robin B. martin uh, and and um uh, the the it's not a military victory that we, we celebrate, but the pure overcoming the impure the few overcoming the many, the righteous overcoming uh, the evil, those miracles are happening. It's sometimes hard to see, but it's happening, and we're living through it. We have to recognize it and appreciate it, and part of that is that with all the criticism people may have of Israel, to remember its significance and centrality and the miracles we have here in this country of having the infrastructure and all the wonderful things, not to take it for granted. 100%.
0: Unique in Jewish history. future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Let's keep that in mind during this holiday of Hanukkah. Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Thank you so much. Wishing you a wonderful Shabbos and a happy Hanukkah.
6: Happy Hanukkah and Chodesh Tov and all of the good things that are coming up. main.
0: Erev Shabbos, Parshas Zvayeshev. We do, in fact, bench Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Teves will be Shabbos and Sunday. Next week, Shabbos and Sunday. Um, Rosh Chodesh Tevez Candle lighting at 4.09 here in New York And again, I don't know how many more times I can remind everybody Chanukah begins on Sunday night This time each and every Friday Every Erev Shabbos with great pleasure We present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin Spiritual leader of congregation Shomri Torah In Fairlawn, New Jersey To address the entire listening audience Concerning the Torah portion of the week Good morning Rabbi Yudin
7: Good morning Nachum Good Erev Shabbos everybody Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parashat Vayeshev Parsha Vayeshev is such a powerful Parsha, whereby we know that Yosef is taken from his family, sold to Mitzrayim. But let's remember that Vayim Ish, when Yaakov sends Yosef to find his brothers and see how they're doing with the sheep so the Torah tells us Yaakov sends him to Shechem he comes to Shechem and they're not there he had every reason to go back say Abba I did what you told me but they're not in Shechem couldn't find them all of a sudden what does that mean? that a man and who was this man? This man is clearly directing Jewish history, Jewish destiny. Namely, it's the Malach Gavriel. And rather than Yosef, should ask him, Excuse me, have you seen? No. He comes to them and says, Hey, how can I help you? Machavakesh, what are you looking for? He says, Esachai, my brothers. Nosu they've traveled from here. And the rest... His history, says the Ramban, to show us that Rabbos, Marshavos, Plevish, many are the different thoughts and designs of men, but sashem Hashem, sokum. literally, it's the will and desire of God that ultimately takes place. And before we get started with Hanukkah, with Va'yeshev, my strong suggestion. As you read the parasha, take Yosef's name out, not literally, but in your mind, and put your name in and see the destiny of how Hashem is involved with your life. Given that, this coming Sunday night, Haba Oleinu is the beginning of Chanukah, I'd like to first review quickly, some of the laws of Hanukkah and then spend a little time uh, back with Vayeshev. So I'd like to just introduce Hanukkah by taking a look at the fifth stanza of Ma'osur that we're going to be reciting this coming uh, Sunday night and each night after we light the menorah. So, the second line down of Yivonim Nikpitsu Olai, how the Greeks gathered against us, as I Chashmanim, in the days of the Chashmanoyim, here it comes. Uphortsu Chomos Migdolai, they breached the walls of my towers, the Timu Kolashmanim, and they defiled all the oils. This is Chanukah. What does that mean? It means the Greeks had unfortunately control over the base Hamigdash. They could have destroyed it as the Babylonians before them. But instead, what did they do? They breached, which means they took their swords and they made holes in the soreg. The soreg is the partition that said non-Jews are welcome in the of Hamikdash but they can only go so far Jews can go a little bit further Yisraelim if you're a Levi you can go a little bit further if you're a Kohen you can go in much further it, they resented that there was an area that separated them from the Jewish people because They prided themselves that they were intellectuals. Socrates, Aristotle, Plato, all came from that culture. So they were very intelligent people. And therefore, they said, however, we have a major problem with the Jewish people. And what is that? Timu kolashmanim. What did they do? They defiled all the oil because they could not understand the concept of Tumor and Tahara, purity and impurity. It made no sense to them. And something which they could not understand intellectually, they could not accept. And this is, for us, the essence of Hanukkah, saying that we don't only rely upon the intellect of man but we accept we affirm that there is a higher intellect called Seichel Elohim, literally the intellect of Hashem and the uh, teachings of Hashem. This was the struggle then and to this very day, this is the essence of Hanukkah. As found in the Gemara 21B in the Gemara Shabbos, we are taught of the mitzvah of lighting near Hanukkah, who is obligated so men, women, and children who have reached the age of chinuch, the age of education that they understand that they're lighting a candle to commemorate the historical miracle which occurred on our behalf at this time, they are required to light the menorah. So interestingly one of the primary differences between Ashkenaz and Sfard practice is as follows. The Sfardim understand that when the Gemara says that the mitzvah of Hanukkah is ne'er, ish ubaiso, they understand that literally one menorah, or one light per household is sufficient. So one per family, as opposed to Ashkenazim that say, no, that while a wife is included in the lighting of her husband, Each uh, individual living in the home lights their own. Certainly the men, the boys, their different customs, whether or not girls living at home prior to marriage do light the menorah. Now, here we go. Regarding the menorah, the menorah is filled with either oil or candles from the right side facing the menorah, and it is lit from the left side going to the right. Okay, now, the uh, menorah should be placed in an area where it's going to be seen by as many people as possible. Unlike the lighting of nair. Shabbos every Friday afternoon should whoever is lighting the candles say look I don't want people looking in so from the letter of the law close the drapes not so regarding Ner Hanukkah whereby Tersume Nisa, literally publicizing the miracle is an integral part of Ner Hanukkah literally when we um, light the menorah we are proclaiming I am Jewish I'm proud to be Jewish now at times when unfortunately because of sakona because of danger the uh, person could not do that then the Talmud says and the Shulchan Aruch says that you could even have it in your home Away from the window. But otherwise, the practice is to put it in the place where it's going to have the greatest visibility. The time for lighting the menorah is from the Talmud says Shkia, which means, and that's the Machlokes, the Rambam says from the beginning of Shkia, what we call sunset. The Shulchan and the commentaries tell us it means at the end of Shkia, which means in our locale, approximately 40 to 50 minutes after sunset. Sunset starting this coming Sunday evening is approximately 4.30, so the ideal time would be a little after 5.00, 5.10, 5.15 Five ten, five fifteen would be perfect to light the Ner Hanukkah. And the halacha says that whenever you light the menorah, it has to have the capacity to burn for a half an hour. After that half an hour, if you have to leave your home and you would feel that it's unsafe to leave it with the candles burning, by all means, blow it out after half an hour. Um, if the candles can burn, you are going to be home. More than that, that's wonderful. The idea being that the more the candles are lit, it is a greater, persumenisa, greater publicizing of the miracle, meaning of the holiday uh, to Uh, many more for as long as possible. Ideally, in terms of what do you do first, the uh, praying of miriv or the lighting of the menorah, so given that miriv is todir, is a constant mitzvah and lighting their Hanukkah, is much less frequent, eight nights a year. Myriv would win out, and you would dive in myriv first. However, if one attends regularly, a seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine, ten o'clock, whatever it is, a myriv every night, then they can light before they dive in myriv. Now, the halacha says interestingly that Kavsa, if you lit the menorah and it had enough fuel to go that half an hour and the lights went out by themselves, or let's say a young child came by and blew them out from the letter of the law, Kavsa, they went out, Eno zakukla, you don't have to relight it. Should you want to relight it? By all means, you would do so without a bracha please God in terms of next Friday night what we'll do we'll discuss that in next Friday um, in our Dvar Torah however just be aware that if need be if someone is leaving their home uh, before um, the proper time which is a pro- little after 5 the earliest you can light near Hanukkah with a bracha is Plag Hamincha, which is an hour and a quarter before uh, sunset. This time of the year, approximately 3.30. So the earliest you'd be able to light near Hanukkah would be 3.30. But if you so do, you'd have to use large candles or sufficient oil so that it would burn until five o'clock and then that additional half hour till at least 5.30 5.40 in the afternoon ok now the menorah itself should consist of eight receptacles arranged in a straight line a circular menorah would not be acceptable because it would be hard to tell outside what is going on, how many lights have been lit. One is not permitted to get benefit from the Ne'er Hanukkah. Unlike Ne'er Shabbos, that a person is to get benefit, Ne'er Hanukkah one is not permitted to. (coughs) And it's for that reason that we include that additional uh, candle or oil called the shamash, which is distinguishable from the others by its position, higher or lower. And therefore, the purpose of that is so if one were to get benefit, we would attribute the benefit to that additional light. Electric lights may not be used for the mitzvah of nir Hanukkah. One could not make a bracha on an electric menorah. If one wish to have an electric menorah to publicize that it is Hanukkah, that's fine. But again, have a regular menorah. Alongside, so you'll be quote unquote teaching the halacha at the same time. Please God, this coming Sunday night we recite three brachos before we light the menorah. The Hadlik Nair, some say shell, Hanukkah, and others don't. Those that delete the shell in the bracha do so to show the difference between that of Shabbos and that of Hanukkah the second blessing is Anisen, acknowledging the miracles and the miracles are both the military victory of Rabbim the Atim. many were given over to the few and as well as the miracle of the oil whereby that which could have, should have burned for but one day lit, remained lit for eight days until they were able to get the pure oil and finally on the first night, Sunday evening we recite Shehechianu if whatever the reason one did not recite Shehechianu on the first night of Hanukkah they can recite that bracha any night uh, at the time of lighting on Hanukkah we include in both the Shemona Esrei and in the Birkas Hamazon Al Hanisim and look inside so you don't forget, if you forgot you don't repeat neither nor the Shemona Esrei or the Birkas Hamazon except for, please God once again next Friday night when there was an obligation to wash, we'll talk about that at that time throughout Hanukkah we say the complete Hallel right every day the entirety of Hallel and during Hanukkah we omit in our Tfilos Lamatzeach and um, Tachanon next Shabbos will please God uh, omit as well Tzikoscha Tzedek okay Let's just tie quickly Hanukkah with Vayeshev. And that is as follows. The Torah tells us that Yaakov, who sends Yosef to see his brothers and see how they're doing, the Torah tells us that Vayishlochehu me'emek Hevron. He sent him from the valley of Hevron. Rashi says, Valley, come on. Hebron is up on a mountain. So, what does it mean, Valley? It means, Me amuka, from the deep council, meaning Hashem is fulfilling that which he promised Avraham at the Bris Penapsorim, <clears throat> that there's going to be a servitude, and it's going to be for a total of 400 years. How is that going to happen? It's going to happen with Yosef being brought down to Egypt. Yosef is sold, and the rest, as we know, is history. 22 years later, Yaakov is going to come down to see his uh, beloved son, (coughs) Yosef. Now, the powerful concept that emerges from this parsha is that at the moment when Yaakov tears his garment and says, that, God forbid, a wild animal has consumed and eaten Yosef, we can only see if we stop the Video at the moment, we can only see the terrible sorrow that is happening to Yaakov. However, every day in our tfilos at the end of the first bracha before the Shema, we say, Matzmiach Yeshua. Hashem is the one who literally causes salvation to sprout. This is all a process. And so, too, the tzorah that affected the Jewish people at the time of the Greeks, the Rambam writes that for 52 years the Greeks gave us challenges and trouble in terms of observing our religion. So be aware that it was through this tzara, that this brought about the nace of Hanukkah. And the whole exile that we are still in, all this is a matsmiach Yeshua, all this is preparing for the ultimate Gula which, please God, will be coming. So the idea of Hanukkah is a reminder to us that even though things are very dark outside and we might look about and say oi oi oi, what's going to be? Hanukkah tells us that all of its sorrows are a preparation for please God, the Geula. Parshas Vayeshev therefore, with the proper perspective puts us in a most happy frame of mind. Shabbat Shalom and a meaningful, happy celebration of Hanukkah to all.
5: Shabaya, the kind I base to feel a sea Visham Taidan is a
0: J.M. and the A.M. with the Yeshiva Boys and their Hanukkah album. That's Ma'oz tour Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Parshas Vayeshev. Ka- uh, Sunday night is Hanukkah. Don't forget we bench for to Shodesh tomorrow. Shodesh Teves will so be Shabbos and Sunday. Go to the community calendar section of NalchumSingle.com. The Briss Avram Hanukkah Blast is up there for Sunday 11 a.m. Uh, congregation uh, Har Halavanon in Brooklyn has Hanukkah Entertainment. That's up there. If you go to the to the community calendar section of NahumSiegel.com. Friendship Circle event with Benny Friedman is up there. Rami Kleinstein, you know Sunday night, he's playing for the Kushner Atid Society. Uh, Batsheva and Murray Halpern invite everybody to come on out on Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. to the Kushner schools and enjoy the Atid Society presentation of Rami Kleinstein from Israel. Should be amazing. Lido Beach Synagogue, Hazari Mordechai Becher this coming Sunday. All of this is on the community calendar section of com. Time to say good is with Journeys at JM in the AM. Shalom, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at nachomstigl.com on the Nachomstigl Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Don't forget, Sunday night, the holiday of Chanukah begins. Wishing everybody a happy Chanukah. Chag Urim Sameach. Afrelich and Hanukkah. We're here Monday morning starting at 6. Matas is in Sunday starting at 7. That'll be live on Erev Hanukkah. Tomorrow night, Saturday night, Siegel with Avrami. That'll start at uh, 9 p.m. Coming up next, Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. Then the Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek, brought to you by our friends at Kedem. And then, of course, the Erev Shabbos music mix, brought to you by our friends at Kedem. 1 o'clock for the Harry Rothenberg video blog about Parshas Vayeshev. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful Shabbos, a great weekend, a happy Hanukkah. Till Monday for our 5779 Hanukkah Music Spectacular. It's Nachum Single reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.